Good afternoon, or whatever time you're listening to this podcast. Today we are going to talk about the idea of freedom. Freedom is one of the core principles of modern democracies. These democracies give their citizens different levels of freedom depending on where they live and who they are. Though freedom is a popular value that we hold dearly, freedom is a very complex word to define and to contextualize. Many thinkers have grappled with this idea and have had different stances on where freedom actually stands. Is freedom good or is it bad? We can start off by defining freedom using Merriam-Webster's dictionary. It defines freedom as the absence of necessity, coercion, or constraints in choice or action. At first thought, we contextualize freedom as being positive without thinking it also has a negative connotation. Yes, freedom is an important right for a democracy, but, but we have to go further than that and think about its major consequences and its situations when it is appropriate. In Sartre's Individualism as a Humanism, Sartre draws attention to this duality. Sartre expresses that freedom is both good and bad. He states that because we have natural freedom, we have the ability to choose our own lifestyles and are not at the mercy of a master. In the opposite stance, he states that we are also condemned to be free. Because we have freedom, we need to take responsibility, responsibility for all our actions. The bad ones included, meaning this condemnation is knowing that our decisions and actions could have major negative consequences on the world. So which is it? Is freedom a vital necessity for goodness? Or is freedom the root of humanity's despair? In my opinion, it's both. I will start by discussing the the positive consequences of freedom. Most notably, it can be summed up with a theory of progress. The theory of progress alludes to the idea that because we hold reason, aka freedom, humanity and society cannot get worse, but rather the only thing we can do is go forward. In other terms, we as a society cannot get worse, but rather we can only get better. Because we hold this right, we have the ability to bring about positive change throughout the world. John Stuart Mill goes further to assert that freedom should not be infringed due to the drastic impacts on the way of life of every breathing person. This freedom can be characterized as a key pillar of society. Without it, society society can fall. But the irony is, without constraint on freedom, it can also fall. Freedom's influence on intellectual movements have had a great impact on the world. The scientific revolution is a prime example. Before the scientific scientific revolution, the Bible was seen as a source of explaining the world, along with the Greek philosopher Aristotle. Without uh, freedom, thinkers like Bacon would not have had the ability to criticize the church or Aristotle for not using reason to explain the world rather than religion and unproven facts. Bacon, Bacon's criticism consequent, consequently persuaded other thinkers to study the world through our senses rather than past knowledge. This individual freedom leads to the understanding of the, wor- of the world and creates progress in areas like medicine and political institutions. 
because of because of this reason, Copernicus was able to de- to determine the sun was the center of the galaxy, and debunked the claim that everything revolved around the Earth. Copernicus's push for his intellectual freedom leads to the leads to Kant's assertion that we should take hold of our education in order to think for ourselves. This led to the idea of individuality. People move from understanding the world at large to studying individual lifestyles. Sartre, for example, states that humanity can create its own values due to our own free will. These values have shaped society on how we choose to make it. We choose to ask ourselves if the values we are expressing should be exemplified by others. And the opposite can also and the opposite can also be a stated for values we wish not to um, make common in the world. These values come to be core symbols for individual cultures and states. Locke goes further to state that the people hold sovereignty in our hands thanks to this freedom. People have the ability to vote for the leaders depending on the issues and values they want to they want to bring attention to. This brings me to Condorcet, who states that human nature is good. In terms of freedom, Condorcet implies that because humans are good, the freedom we are given can only bring about good consequences. I would have to disagree with him. Freedom can be the basis of the struggle humanity develops throughout their life. Machiavelli, for example, stated that hu- human nature is ungrateful and selfish. Machiavelli means people try to survive by only looking out for ourselves. Darwin's idea of survival of the fittest applies to this argument. The people who own more power and have the best resources tend to greed them and hoard them while other people struggle to survive. Hobbes goes further to state that the horrible human nature we have leads to the constant anarchy of civilization. Our freedom leads us to make decisions that consequently leads us to wars, tensions with others, and even terrorism. Humanity humanity prides drives people to make decisions based on our emotions that consequently have ripple effects. These decisions cannot be stopped due to the natural freedom we as a society uphold. For example, the freedom we are given tends to make us have pride and tends to and tends for us not to listen to others, like in the example of 9-11. Um, George Bush and Osama bin Laden could have had the opportunity to get together and discuss these struggles and tensions between themselves, but the pride between these two leaders prevented it. These decisions cannot be stopped due to the natural freedom we as a society uphold, but in the brothers in the brothers Karamazov, for example, Dostoevsky alludes to examples of great suffering throughout the world. He puts an emphasis on the suffering of children. He states that children are killed in horrible ways by adults whose pride requires complete obedience and respect. If it is not fulfilled, the adults kill the child in front of their parents in tragic ways, bringing great despair to those who, those who watch. 
Dostoevsky also blames these occurrences on humanity's free will. In The Great Inquisitor, for example, he follows by alluding to the idea that institutionalized religion serves to help people be able to control their free will by teaching them God's laws. The Great Inquisitor even goes further to blame God for for giving us free will, saying it was the root of our struggles and despair. These, these problems include the subjection of women and the alienation of other states on the other world stage. Men's free will makes women the other, alienating them as being in fear, while at the same time taking away their freedom to persevere. In the past, women's freedom for education was taken, was taken leaving them at the mercy of their husbands. In terms of terrorism, Derrida and Herbert must explain that the United States did not have proper communication with other states, leaving them alienated from, from the progress of the rest of the world. Each state leaves them with the freedom to, to communicate with each other, but governmental pride prevents them from doing so. If states were forced to talk, maybe there would be different outcomes. Though these problems in the world are created by freedom, they are also resolved by freedom. You can see it as a loop. Some people create these problems like climate change and alienation, racism, and even oppression. But there's other people who try to find solutions to them.